you think like, oh, this is going to be easy to get all this money capital, you know, raised. And then uh, when it comes down to it, actually getting the cash in hand from them is like pulling teeth oftentimes. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Your lamp is not on. Oh, thanks. I still got to get my switch, but. Ready? Yep. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me as always, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing on this Wednesday? I'm doing quite well. How about you? Doing fantastic. Matt, I had a person the other day say, hey, I was listening to your podcast and uh, this guy you were interviewing, you just kind of kept on talking and uh, it just didn't, it wasn't like much of an interview. I'm like, ah, was that with matt jones and they're like oh maybe i'm not sure i'm like yeah that had to have been with matt where we him and i just kind of talk to each other it's not an interview and, and she's like oh, oh okay <laughs> she's like i was wondering what was going on there so uh this is our podcast where matt and i just talk about whatever the heck we feel like talking about today so today matt what are we talking about well, we're going to be talking about how to convert uh, soft commitments into hard commitments. Awesome. And specifically, we're talking about with raising money, right? So mm -hmm. if you're doing a syndication, you're raising money, you want to make sure you have people that are actually interested in sitting, actually writing that check, doing the deal, being a part of it. You don't want somebody to go, hey, I'll give you a half a million dollars and they give you nothing or $100,000 or whatever it is. My very first capital raise, Matt, I needed to raise approximately a million dollars. And I thought it was going to be actually pretty easy. I had talked to quite a few people about what I'm doing. And I, you know, before doing syndication, I was flipping houses. Um, and then I, took some flipping and some of those investors and we JV'd on some smaller multifamilies. And so it was really, I thought this is going to be easy. I talked with all the people that had lent me money over the years for my flipping business and they were all on board. Yeah, let's do it. You know, one guy said he's got 300 K he's ready to invest. A couple other people had, you know, hundred, 200 K they were ready to invest. One guy I talked to had a million dollars. He was looking to place. And I thought, well, this is if this, just this one guy is probably going to fill it, but you know, I've got these other people just in case. So I went and had this, well, first of all, super embarrassing. I had this like word document 
that was a business plan. That was my presentation with an Excel spreadsheet showing them the numbers. I focused, of course, all on the numbers, very little about the story. Focused a ton on the numbers. Here's what you're going to get. You know, tried to get people into the deal like that. My million dollar investor invested exactly zero dollars. My $300,000 investor invested $50,000. At least he came to the table with some money. Uh, and some of these other guys that I thought were going to write, you know, $200,000 checks wrote 50 to $100,000 checks. And I was like, crap, now what? You know, so the, all these soft commitments did not go through. And I was kind of in panic mode and, and eventually I got the money. I did some presentations and got the money and was able to fill the deal, but it took a long time to raise that million dollars, a lot longer than what I had expected. And ever since then, I've tried to do things a lot differently to make sure my deals are full and make sure my investors are serious. Yeah, I think that's a problem like uh, pretty much everybody has. You know, I, I've had it myself. You, you you have all these people you talk to that they're really interested and you think like, oh, this is going to be easy to get all this money capital you know, raised. And then uh, when it comes down to it, actually getting the cash in hand from them is like pulling teeth oftentimes. Uh, so uh, what can it, what does it take to be able to you know, have a high uh, rate of uh, conversion from those soft commitments to get them into hard commitments where they're actually giving you the money? Yeah. So, so first of all, I want to start off by saying everybody, it seems like that I talk to thinks, well, there's two, there's two people, right? One person says, I can't raise money. I don't know anybody. I can't raise money. And the other person says, oh, geez. Yeah. Million dollars. I can raise that. No problem. You know, what's true about both is they're wrong. The guy that thinks he can raise a million dollars, the gal that thinks she can raise a million dollars and without much work, that's incorrect. They're going to fall in their face and they're not going to raise money. They're maybe going to raise a couple hundred thousand dollars, maybe a half a million. The guy or gal who thinks they can't raise anything, that's completely wrong. The only reason why they can't raise anything is because they think they can't raise anything. They could go out and raise some money. Now, again, can they raise a million or two million or five million? Probably not. They have to put some work into it. Either way, you have to put the work into it. So I think that's where it first starts, Matt, is putting the time and effort into raising money. Who's going to ever trust you with their hard-earned money if they have no clue that you're even doing what you're doing? So you got to get the word out there first. Like, do people know what you're doing? Do people know that you're a real estate investor? And do they know that you're raising money to put these deals together? So I think that's huge. Educate people. I tell people like, look, you're a you're an engineer, right? That's what you do for a living. Or you're a doctor. That's what you do for a living. How do people trust you when you send them a 150 unit apartment building and say, hey, I'm raising money for this and I'd like you to put some money into it? you're an engineer, you're a doctor. Like, why would I trust you with my $100,000 when you're an engineer, you're a doctor? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm not going to put my money with you, even though I like you and I trust you. How can I trust that you actually have, 
you're actually going to do what you say you're going to do, right? I've never heard about you before doing this. Like, this is weird. It seems like something like you just listen to a late night infomercial, right? And how do you build that trust with potential investors? I, I, you you got to start talking about it. It's like that network marketing person that comes up to you and goes, hey, Matt, I got this great product, blah, blah, blah. And I want you to, you know, you're going you're gonna to be able to sell it. We can make millions of dollars doing this and sell Amway and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's this pitch and you're like, whoa, dude, you're like, you're in my face about this product. It's too good to be true. And I never even knew you did this. The person that's doing network marketing that's actually successful builds their business. They build success. They start talking about the success, but not at in your face level. And then they start telling people to be a part of it. But those people can see their success and go, well, that makes sense. I could do that. But why network marketing gets such a bad rap is because everybody goes after people before they're even successful, yeah. right? I'm going to try to sell you. I want to, I want to increase my upline or downline or whatever it's called, right? I want to increase that. So then I can not only make the revenue off the product myself, but I can make revenue off the people behind me. They get excited about that and they don't prove that they can actually do this. Same thing in real estate. You have to show people that you're in the business. Now, well, Todd, hey, look, I got to do a syndication to be in the business. I'm not in the business. Like, what do you mean? Surround yourself with people that are in the business. Okay. Raise for one of their deals. Um, you know, partner on them some other way with one of their deals, find them a deal. I don't care what it is, but somehow do something to get in their deals. The other way, even if you're not a part of other people's deals and you don't partner with anybody, you have to start talking about it. Get a newsletter set up, right? Set, set a newsletter up and it goes out every single month and it starts educating people about what you're doing. What's What's, uh, why multifamily or why industrial or why, you know, self-storage, whatever it is, start sending those newsletters out. You can create your own article that says, that tells your story. Like, here's why I'm doing this. You know, these are the, the top five reasons why I I'm excited about investing in self-storage real estate. Okay. And then another article of look at the demographics that's going on. Another article, you know, why syndication, why passive, why should you passively invest in self-storage real estate versus buying your own duplex? You know, you start doing that and you're getting the word out there of what you're doing. People can see it and they're like, oh, now they're starting to name associate. All right. Matt Jones, real estate, Matt Jones, passive. Oh, I really wish I could put some money into real estate. Who do I know? I know this Matt Jones guy, right? 
oh, I'm going to call Matt. Maybe Matt's got some good tips for me. I'm investing. I want to put some money into these REITs. Maybe Matt's got some good tips and ideas for me. Now Matt's the person they call for some advice, for some financial advice. And Matt goes, hey, here's what's here's what I do, blah, blah, blah. These are, oh, really? Oh, do you take other people's money? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so you got to start becoming, or got to start putting, putting something behind your name. Right. And, you know, I, I sometimes tell people that I'm terrible at sales. You know, I've read various sales book that, uh, you know, they tell you, you know, keep on pushing for the, the close, always be closing and all that, but that's just not my style. I, I'm try to be more real with people and, yeah. and open and honest and, and help them really understand uh, what they're getting into so that they can make the best decision for them. It doesn't bode well to converting to uh, sales though. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, I, I think you got to get over a little bit of that, that I suck at sales, no matter what uh, it still is a sale, but you also have to get in your mind that it's, it's you're offering an opportunity. Okay. So you, first of all, you have to feel comfortable presenting what you're presenting. Um, you have to feel confident in what you have to offer. I think, I think this is, here's the key and I'm not a great salesperson. So, so this is the key for me, by the way. And, and maybe I could become better at it. And I know I could become better at it. But here, here's the key for me getting over that. I suck at selling or I don't want to sell. First of all, I know my product very well. I know everything I need to know about multifamily real estate, or I'm learning and continuing to grow with that. So that's super important. Know your product, like your product realize that your product is a great product. Now I'm not a fool to, to that. It says that multifamily is the only investment opportunity out there. That's going to make you profit, but I think it's one of the best. Now, can you argue with me that there's other better ones? Absolutely. And you might be right, but I know that it's very good. I know that we can get extremely good returns and we've got very low risk involved. And that is the definition of a great investment, high returns, low risk, right? The higher returns and the lower risk, the better the investment. And I think multifamily is one of the better ones out there. I firmly believe it. If you don't, you probably shouldn't be trying to sell that product, right? So I firmly believe it. So now I firmly believe that and I'm very knowledgeable. Those are two great things. The next thing you have to, in my opinion, this is what I do. I look at it as I'm providing other people an opportunity to get involved in what I feel is one of the best investment opportunities out there. Okay. So I'm getting you involved in what I feel is one of the best opportunities to invest. Okay. I'm not selling you on it. Quite frankly, I don't care if you invest with me or somebody else. I don't care if you don't invest period. 
I've got this great opportunity. If you want to take advantage of it, take advantage of it. Now, maybe it would be better for me to care more and maybe I would sell more and maybe I'd get more investors if I actually cared if people do it. Now, I, I shouldn't say I don't care if people invest with me. I certainly do, but I try to take the mentality of, look, if you don't invest, you don't invest. That's fine. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pressure you. I don't want to pressure anybody. And maybe I should, maybe I should be more of the hard sale, but that's just not my style. So I think it really depends on, on your personality and how you want to get comfortable with it, but that's how I've gotten comfortable with it. And that's how, that's what's worked for me. And I think you have a really good style with when you're talking to people about a deal and, and, you know, if they're committing to that deal, you just approach it as saying like, you know, if, you know, if you're saying that you're going to you know, commit this hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is, I really need to know uh, if you're uh, going to follow through with it. And you can tell me how you phrase it, I suppose, but that makes pe you know, people in their mind, they're like, okay, yes, I'm actually uh, authentically committing to this. And so then they, they not only say they're going to give you that hundred thousand dollars, but when it comes down to pay the piper, they're giving you that money. So one thing that I've done, that's different from most syndicators out there is exactly what you just said. I expect if you're going to commit to a deal that you're going to follow through with it. I do not like people that can't make a decision. I think that reflects poorly upon people. And so I don't want to encourage people to not make decisions, to be wishy-washy about what they're doing. And so I encourage people to invest in our properties but I want them to know that I take it serious. It's not, I don't push soft commitments. So most syndicators are out there going, even before the webinar happens, even before all that, they send out their marketing materials and go, hey, click here and you can make your soft commitment now, no worries, it's not you know set in stone type of thing. and you know, just make your soft commitment. You can always back out. And then the webinar happens and they do the same thing. Hey, you can make your soft commitment. You know, you, you have X amount of days to review the materials and, and then, you know, before, before you're fully in, I don't certainly, can you review materials? Absolutely. Can you make sure it's the investment for you? Absolutely. And can you walk away if it's not? Absolutely. But, I'm not going to tell you, I want it to be a soft commitment, like be firm, commit to the property, commit to the investment. And if you find something that you don't like, as you're digging in and doing further due diligence or reading over the legal documents, and, and you feel like you have to walk away because it's something that for some reason doesn't fit for you, that's fine. Walk away. If something comes up, that's big or you know you have to walk away that's fine walk away but i want you to take it serious right i want you to take your commitment serious and i want you to take your decision to walk away serious as well so you just frame it in a way that people put it into their minds that like you know i'm gonna do this okay I'm, I'm doing it yep i i on my portal i can literally there's there's a um I, quite frankly, I don't even know the word that they use because I don't use it, but there's a commitment and then there's a 
basically soft commitment. It's not called that. I can't remember what it's called um, because I don't, I don't use it, but there's a, there's a spot for that for people to come in and just put down a soft commit. I don't, that doesn't go onto my portal, my, my, web, my page, my webpage. When you click on it, you're committing, you're committing your 50,000 or hundred thousand or 200,000 or 500, whatever it is. And then it goes right to the PPM. You get to review the PPM and you get to sign the subscription agreement. Once you do that, it goes right to the wire instructions. Now I have deadline dates, right? So you don't have to do it immediately, but it, it doesn't ask you, are you sure you want to do this? You know, we, so yeah. And again, whether that's the right approach or wrong approach, whether I could do the soft commitments and maybe raise more capital, it's just the approach I've taken and the approach I like. Uh, I, again, I like people that make decisions and stick to those decisions. And I understand that sometimes things do have to change. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to hold it against somebody. Now, if they continually do it, I probably will just ask them to no longer make commitments, but, uh, that just hasn't happened. You know, I've, I've had a couple, you usually on every deal, we get one to two people that make a commitment that don't end up following through with it. Um, we, we raised on a deal recently, Matt, it was $11.2 million and we had a hundred percent of those people that made a commitment stay in the deal. That's impressive. That was amazing. But we just did another one where we raised 4.8 and we had two people that uh, made a commitment that had to, had to walk. Even so, I think all these other syndicators are having a, a much uh, you know, higher rate of, of people you know, not following through. Yeah, most people say, look, raise 30 to 40% more than what you're planning on closing on. So, and because you'll have a lot of people that'll back out again, but that's how they frame it. So it's not that I'm having more success than these other people that have a lot of people backing out. It's that I'm framing it differently so that they don't back out. I think I it's think still good to overraise uh, because then you're you're partially certainly. raised for the next time. Uh, certainly, yeah, we we do wait lists on most of our projects. We have a wait list, um, and and oftentimes, you know, a few people get in that are on that wait list. You know, some of the other things, Matt, for for raising money. So we talked about uh, the the most important thing is to educate your investors, educate your investors early and often. Um, you know, why do I do this podcast? Well, one of the side benefits of this podcast is that investors, potential investors and current investors get to hear from me and they get to hear, they get to hear from other people in the industry that are experts. Quite frankly, I, I know, they invest with some of those people and that's fine. I, here, here's what, here's what I say. Like, I want my investors to be making so much money in uh, whether it's my investment or other people's investments. I want my investors to be doing really well. Right? So if one of my investors invests with one of my guests, that's great. By the way, I don't endorse any of my guests. Just, just, just so everybody understands that, like these people, 
uh, come to me in all different ways. Uh, I try to make sure they don't have anything negative against them. Um, you know, any fraudulent cases type of thing, lawsuits, stuff like that. But we, we don't also endorse them as far as their investments go. So just, just so everybody knows that. But at the same time, if you get, if you're an investor of mine, you get a new investment that I helped bring that to the table and you do really well. That's awesome. That's, that's one of my goals. Like I want people to be successful. The more successful everybody around me is, the more successful I am and the happier we all are together, right? That's just how it is. So, but this podcast helps people get educated, right? It helps people understand what I'm doing, get to know me. And so maybe, maybe you start a podcast, maybe you start a YouTube channel, maybe you start a blog channel, maybe you're posting on LinkedIn and Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever else is out there. So think about what works for you. I think the most important part, Matt, though, is that you're genuinely who you are. You mentioned something early on in the uh, podcast uh, episode today about you know telling a story. You know, there's that mm-hmm. book, Building a Story Brand by yeah. Donald Miller, which yeah. I think is really good with all of this uh, so that you you're not selling people on on the particular proper property or the returns but rather on the story of like like what's the meaning behind it all you know that's what draws people in more than just uh straight numbers yeah so i can sit here and i can tell all my investors how great these returns are and you're going to make 18 to 20 percent irr and blah 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 and here's our past performance and those things are good right those the investors definitely need to understand those things. But what really gets people intrigued and grabs people's attention is a good story. And so why are you investing in multifamily real estate? Why is it important for them and beneficial for them to invest in multifamily real estate? There's many investors that I've talked to that have been attracted by the stories I've told because they like how I approach things. They like that part of our profits goes to help other people in need. They, they like that we're very committed to, to giving back. They like that I'm a Christian. They like whatever it is, they are attracted by the stories I tell. They're not nearly as attracted by the profits. Now, definitely attracts them, right? The stories I tell wouldn't be nearly as attractive if we're losing money on every deal, right? If I said, hey, you invest with us and I can guarantee you we lose money, that probably wouldn't get many investors in the door. But when I can get people to really feel like they're a part of something bigger, that tracks them and you can't do it in a way where you're not being genuine about it. So that's what you have to make sure you're doing. If you're going to tell people that your part of your goal is to give back to the communities that you have properties in and serve the residents and well, then what are you doing to show up? How are you doing that? 
So if you're just telling them to attract them to you, that's now that's just a lie, right? You've got to make sure you're following through. So what are you doing to actually do it? Be genuine about it. And I think that's going to go a very long way. But yeah, I've got a lot of people that have been attracted by just the, the stories that we tell. Now, when we're specifically talking about a property, you know, that book that you mentioned, um, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, he talks about having a presentation. I think, Matt, he mentions a 35-minute presentation. Mm-hmm. How, how many minutes does he say to talk about the financials? Uh, probably only a few. It's been a while since I've read it, but it was you know, story-heavy with just a, a few minutes at the, uh, kind of towards the end with the, sto- uh, the numbers. Yeah, and I believe that number is five minutes. 30 minutes of telling a story, five minutes of going through the numbers. So that's what we try to do. When we're doing our slide decks, you'll see they're built out to talk about the property, to talk about us, our, our team, who we are, um, you know, property management, all kinds of people. Talking about the market, uh, talking about the, the, the property itself and our business plan, right? And then finally, after we talk about, we tell the whole story, show pictures, do all that kind of stuff. Then finally we hit on the numbers and then we open it up. We recap and then open it up for questions, but it's 30 minutes of story, five minutes of numbers and maybe not exactly, but it's pretty close. We want people to feel like they've been to that property. We want to make people feel like they're a part of, again, they're part of something bigger, right? They feel like, wow, we're taking this dumpy property and we're renovating it and we're making it something beautiful. And they're, everybody's envisioning in their mind what this property is going to look like through pictures that we show and, and that type of stuff. But they still have their own vision. They have their own feeling of what it feels like at that property right? What it feels like right now, because we've talked about how the property is. So they're like, whoa, this is how it feels now. And then we talk through it and we, they go, whoa, this is how it is going to feel then. Everybody's got their own feelings. So when you're, you're invoking these emotions in people, they're excited about the property and they're more willing to invest in that versus it's just some financial decision. And it ultimately still is a financial decision. Like I said, Matt, if I'm projecting 3% cash on cash return and uh, a six IRR, people are going to not invest, even though they love the story, they're still not going to invest. So the numbers still are important, but the story is what's going to grab their attention. Oh, very good. I mean, su- such great uh, information today. I, I really appreciate us going through all this. Yeah, absolutely. The the other thing too, Matt, is I think uh, communication is really important. And, and um, I think a lot of the communication is very easy, but it's very hard, right? Because we just want to be, we want to be super open. We want to make sure that we're constantly communicating with people and being available for them as well. I think that's extremely important. And a lot of people miss that. And it's a, it's just a little detail, but it's so easy to to not communicate with people, uh, you, you've got it. You're going to stand apart if you're communicating. Um, I had an investor, we sold the property, um, 
a year ago and I had an investor that uh, reached out to me and said he's going to continue to invest with me. He invested in, I think it was three other syndications, maybe it was mine or whatever, he invested in other syndications and I was the only one that communicated with him very well. You know, we sent monthly communications, we explained everything, whether it was going good or not, we explained what's happening on the property and made sure we are open, completely open and honest with them. And right there made all the difference in the world for that person. And for most people. Yeah, makes sense. So what else, Matt, what else are we missing? Uh, I think that pretty well covers it. I mean, there, there may be little nuances and things like that. Uh, but, uh, I think that gives people the gist anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of little things, of course. Uh, I mean, one key takeaway is that I want people to understand is that raising money takes effort. It takes time and effort and you want to try to get in. I would encourage everybody, if you haven't raised money before and you're wanting to start raising money for real estate, find a company that you can trust that's successful, that you can use their success and help bring some money into those deals. Now, depending on how you do it, you might not be able to get paid depending on how it's set up, you may or may not get any type of the partnership or paid or anything like that. So you got to make sure that either you do it the right way in order to get some pay or that you just understand you might not be able to just make sure you're following the SEC rules. That's all. But I would encourage everybody to do to do that. Now it's not a requirement. There's plenty of other ways to do it, but that helps you get a track record while leveraging other people's success and gain trust for your, for your investors. Every deal you do, if you do it right, you execute the way you say you're going to, and it doesn't mean everything goes perfect. It means that you communicate well. If you do that, and you tell people about it, you will raise more money on the next deal and the next deal, and the next deal, unless they're like three weeks apart. Right. But you'll continue to raise more money on each deal. So even if the first deal is a flop and you only raise 300, 500,000, whatever it is, 200, doesn't matter. You just do the first one's a flop. You don't raise the money, dust yourself off, figure out what you did wrong try again is the only way you're going to continue to improve so good all right cool matt i don't have anything else if you don't we'll say goodbyes sounds good all right man you have a fantastic rest of the day make every day a saturday thank you you as well Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to 
more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.